everyone. Just kidding. Hey, welcome to Eat the Damn Cake. It's Carly and it is me doing a solo dolo episode again this week. I don't know if you've ever seen the Office episode where Michael Scott gets back from Jamaica, Sandals, Jamaica, and he's like, hey, man. And that's just how I feel fresh off the plane from Aruba. I mean, I came, I came home Sunday and I'm recording this Tuesday, but I still feel fresh for, well, from vacation. It's me and Hurls is here, but Hurls is, has a little cold. So we all, we all are just gonna send him some love and prayers, some nice little like aloe vera on your chest vibes so that he can drain this cold out of his system. (laughs) He's like, thanks for airing my dirty laundry. (laughs) Anyways. I did tell you, except I will say this past weekend, was it on Thursday night when I was texting you at some point during this vacation and I was Um, like, and you were like, yeah, I'm home. And I was like, you told me to get some sleep. Yeah. I was like, I told you I was going, (laughs) I was Thursday. Yeah. That was Thursday. You're like, I mean, this cold is entirely my fault. It's warranted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, great rest. Get some sleep. He's like, I'm going out. I was like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> and so whenever he's home and he's early, you can never bet on him staying at home. Like he's always going to go back out. But you know what? I'm proud of you. Thanks. Live your best life okay. while you're in your 20s. And then once you hit 30, you go to bed. I look like I'm 40. Yeah, yeah. No, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Eat the Damn Cake. If this is your first time listening, we are a health, wellness, lifestyle, comedy, pop culture podcast about inclusivity in the fitness industry, how you don't have to look a certain way, eat a certain way, work out a certain way to be considered a part of it. So everyone is welcome. Like I said, I'm fresh off the boat from Aruba. It was so much fun. And I kind of want to touch, I want to touch on a couple funny things about Aruba, but I also want to touch on the importance of self-care because I, it wasn't until I was actually on vacation that I realized I probably was about to snap in real life. (laughs) I was like, wow, I needed this so much more than I ever thought that I did. The first couple days, I I went, I picked out an Ellen Hildebrand book. If you haven't listened to her on our podcast, she's amazing. And I'm cruising through her books right now. They are so good. I cannot put them down. I I started this book, um, 28 Summers of Hers, in the airport on the way to Aruba. And I finished it on the first day we were there. I was so bummed because then I didn't have, I didn't get a second one. I don't know what I was thinking. I bought, brought one book with me, but it's okay. It was an amazing book. Um, if, if you haven't read it, you absolutely should. And while Joe and I, like even the first, like I think three days, we just woke up the first day we worked out, which was like, I usually don't really work out on vacation. Joe Joe likes to because he like working out for him is like uh, fun. I guess. <laughs> and it's like fun for me. But like on vacation, I'd rather sit on the beach and work out. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not going to ever choose to go to the gym if I can sit on the beach in the sun and the sand and the ocean. Anyways, we went to the gym the first day and then we just sat on the beach, both of us reading our books for about three hours in silence. And it was the most relaxed I have been in so long, just silence and reading and the oceans cra- ocean crashing, the waves going. And um, we were in a perfect shady spot and I was just like, wow. And also a huge part of this vacation, I got so much sleep 
that I finally feel like so caught up on sleep. I think I felt like I was falling behind. Um, and every single night we got at least 10 hours of sleep, still waking up at 7am every day. Like we, we went to bed at 9pm every night because it's just like we were tired and vacation is meant for relaxation and rest. And like, that's truly what we went there to do. And it was so amazing and so fulfilling. And I just came back completely ready to like take life by the balls and go for it. (laughs) So with that being said, a couple of things while we were in Aruba that just really stuck out to me. And it's so funny because Joe, whenever like something crazy would happen he'd look at me and he'd be like content like he knows (laughs) he knows (laughs) that it is podcast content now yeah it is it's content and I wish I wrote down more but I have a couple of things off the top of my head um first of all the airport situation people were much better I think a couple more people have listened to my episode on airport etiquette I felt like it was much better this time. However, when we landed in Aruba, everyone clapped. Everyone on the plane clapped. And I was like, oh, God, no. They were like, woo! And I was like, oh, my God, why are we clapping? It was literally like the smoothest flight ever. It's not like this like pilot navigated us through turbulence, through mountains. It was like up in the air, down, smoothest flight ever, and people were clapping. And I mean, maybe they were happy to be on vacation, which I think was it. The people in front of us on the plane, some woman, I think she knew everyone on the plane because she, everyone who walked by, she'd go, hey, 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 every time. (laughs) She, everyone who walked by, she would go, hey, 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 and like, by the seventh person, I was like, all right, enough. We we can just say one hey. So she didn't do it to you? No, but she, like, I think her entire family was on this flight. Like, but she, Joe and I were, like, right behind. We were in row seven on the way there. So, like, the first six rows were first class. So we were, like, right behind. And this woman, everyone who walked by, hey, hey, hey. I was like, all right, lady. We're excited. I get it. And then she, she's just, she was something else. Anyways, we get to Aruba. So exciting. We get to our hotel. We check in. What did we do that day? I don't even remember. Oh, we just stayed in that area and like checked out um, local restaurants. Very chill. Couple days later, Joe and I decide to do Jolly Pirates, which is a booze cruise. So fun. Can't recommend it enough. I I got Jolly Pirates recommended to me and I was like, this looks awesome. It has a rope swing off of it and it is just like, it's so beautiful. You go at sunset. So we get on. No, let me back up. Before Jolly Pirates, we had a whole beach day before. Then we go to the hotel pool. Joe decides he wants to go get a workout in because he was just feeling it. I was like, "Mm, I don't want to. And we had said, we're not going to drink until jelly pirates because it is a booze cruise. And the last time I went on a, like a family vacation with Joe, when we went to Turks and Caicos, we went on a booze cruise there and I ended up running through a screen door in front of his parents, in front of it at his parents, Airbnb that they then had to call the Airbnb owner and make sure that they did not get charged extra for the replacement of the screen door. So 
I knew going into this booze cruise, like, hey, we're not going to pregame the booze cruise. We're just going to we're just going to go and see what happens. I was not as rowdy. I had a lot more self-control than I did three years ago. Anyways, we I'm at the hotel pool. Joe's in the gym and there there's nothing that I hate more than feeling left out. You know, I just, I don't like the feeling of being left out of things. I like to be, as you know, the center of attention in most situations in my life. Um, And so I'm sitting in the hotel pool and there's this three couples all in the pool, all conversing, just like getting to know each other. Was I going to, was I determined to find a way into this conversation? Absolutely. I wasn't going to just sit there alone, but I was sitting there alone for a creepily long time, not moving away from them, just kind of staring. <laughs> Joe was at the gym and I was just staring, hoping to be invited into this conversation <laughs> because they were saying a lot of things that I wanted to add in on. Anyways. I order a drink because I'm like, what else am I going to do at this point? So I decide to pregame Jolly Pirates. I get an Aperol spritz from the pool bar guy walking by and they ordered a drink as well. And I go, oh, thank God I'm not drinking alone. Worked my way into the conversation. I was in. I was in. (laughs) So then (laughs) I found an in. I worked my way in. I bond with this girl, Jacqueline, shout out. She's from Austin, Texas, about dogs right away because she has three. I have one, the light of my life, which Maddie will have to tell you. She had a whole week with Duke last week. <laughs> she, she, he was her little sidekick. Anyways, we bond about dogs. I get in with the group. We're all friends. We all decide we're going to go meet at the beach tomorrow. The next day, Joe and I have to go to Jolly Pirates, but we make friends with the three other couples. Two or or a couple of one couple's from Canada, one was from Ohio, and then one was from Austin, Texas, and then we were from Boston. Nice, (laughs) yeah. In case you didn't know, um, so then Joe like comes and gets me, and he's like, We gotta go, like, we need to make our way down to downtown to go to Jolly Pirates. And I'm like, Oh, okay, let's go. So we go there, we get there a little early and it's right. Like the meeting place is at a bar. So we're like, might as well have another, right? Like, we're just going to, we're going to have another drink. We're not going to not pregame. We're about to get on. So at this point I had two drinks at the pool, had another two drinks before getting on Jolly Pirates. Not sure what was going through my head. I mixed in a couple waters, but Dinner, like I had, didn't really have a lunch that day. We had a late breakfast and then dinner was on Jolly Pirates. So brain was not braining. We get on the boat. You can tell right away who is going to be the rowdy ones on the boat. There are these three women who are like celebrating someone's 50th and they are like ready to take their tops off, like swing them around. They get on the boat. They immediately go up to the top deck of the boat and they are like grinding on each other, like dancing. And I'm like, I like them. They're a good time. (laughs) These are like people, my, my parents age and they're ready to rage. And then you could tell like who the awkward honeymooning couples were like who like we're either like celebrating an anniversary or like we're honeymooning and they only had each other, but like weren't outgoing and like didn't want to like make really any other friends. And then there were a couple of like groups of adults. See a booze cruise like that. It would be fun to go on with a group, like to have a group of people there. Joe and I are like pretty outgoing. So like we were able to like talk to other people, but everyone was kind of in their own group there. 
is what I found out. So we get on Jolly Pirates. They greet you with a pirate's poison, which is a.k.a. rum punch. And it goes down. It's very tasty. It goes down very quickly. And Joe looks at me and he goes, are you going to do the rope swing? And with all the confidence in the world, I go, yep. Absolutely. And you're going to film me doing it. And he was like, really, you're going to do it. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? But not even like thinking that like I would not make it on the rope swing. I had not even a twinkle in my eye. I was like, of course, I'm going to nail it. I'm probably going to do a backflip. Like I'm going to do a gainer off this rope swing. Like it's going to be fine. I'm remember a couple of drinks deep at this point. So we get there. The birthday girl, the 50-year-old birthday girl, they're like, they have a DJ on on it. And he was crushing it. He did play Bruno Mars. We'll get to that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Treasure. That is literally that. It's so annoying. So the 50-year-old, it's her birthday. They were like, birthday girl has to go first. Joe's like, all right. Or no, she's like, all right, she gets <laughs> Joe. Joe's not the 50-year-old birthday. She's like, all right, she hops up. She doesn't hang on and she face plants. And I'm like, how embarrassing. Like, imagine not hanging on and face planting in front of the whole boat, like being the first one. I was like, yikes, that's so embarrassing. Then a bunch of people line up and start going. Joe goes before me. Then he's like, are you going to do it? I'm like, I guess, yeah. He's like, go grab your phone. I grab my phone. I get in line. With all the confidence in the world, I get up there. I grab onto the rope swing. I launch myself off as if the centripetal force is not going. Gravity is not going to just naturally take me off. I literally jump into this rope swing as if I needed any help going. Um, And before I knew it, my hands just detached and I was face planted in the water. It was it was a, <laughs> less than a second. I was eating the water. Um, so I, I face planted as hard as one possibly could. And you, I heard the whole boat go, Ooh, (laughs) like that was the worst part. Like I heard, I heard it. And like the worst part, the song that was playing, oops, sorry. I got excited. The song that was playing while I was jumping off was girl, look at that body. I work out. (laughs) And it's like. I, I looked as if I've never lifted a single weight in my life when I jumped off this thing. So I get back on the boat with whiplash at this point. And Joe was like crying, laughing. He already sent the video to everyone I've ever met in my life. And he goes, you got to go again. You got to redeem yourself. And I was like, oh, okay, I will. I'll go again. I get back in line. Same thing. Wait, you did it twice? Yes. No way. (laughs) (laughs) The second one was even worse. (laughs) I was a wet noodle. Like, I, like, once again flopped like a fish, whiplash in the neck. Like, my neck might as well have been broken. Like, it's like... I might have re-slipped my discs back into place doing this because (laughs) I did it the opposite way. Like, I... The water hit my face so hard. I don't know how I'm not concussed for at this point. I get back on the boat. Joe goes, you need to go one more time. He's just fucking with you at this point. I was he like, didn't care you got it. He just wanted to keep you. I literally lines. was like, Joe, I cannot handle any more embarrassment. <laughs> I was like, I cannot 
If I do that for a third time, I will literally swim back to Boston at this point. I will not get back on this boat. And he's like, you have to hold on for dear life. (laughs) So then I get back a third time. The guy knows this is my third time. He hands me sand, like chalk to put on my hands and I get all the water off. He pushes me off as gently as possible so I don't do any sort of jumping motion to like launch myself off and I hang on for dear life and I finally nail it the third time. But it did take me three, thrice, three times to nail this rope swing (laughs) when I had all the confidence in the world and the first girl who did that, I was like, that's so embarrassing. I was judging her so hard. I was like, how could you fuck it up that bad? And then I did it twice. So lesson learned. And also if you ever go to jelly pirates, that, that hold on for, they tell everyone let go. And I'm like, no, hold on. Like they were like, just make sure you let go. Cause one guy, the guy, then you swing back. Yeah. Yeah. One guy, like not on our cruise. They, he ended up on YouTube, swung back and broke all his ribs. (sighs) Yeah. So they're all, they're like the one rule is let go. And I was like, well, you don't have to worry about that with me. You just have to worry about me fucking holding on so that I make it off the ship. (laughs) So another thing that Joe and I learned Aruba is very expensive. It's very expensive. And with that, um, we learned something on the last day that is a pro tip that could help everyone before the last day. So Joe and I are going to these dinners. They're like pretty expensive. We're like, all right, that's like a lot of money for two of us for like, we each had like one drink and one entree. And I'm like, all right, that's interesting. And we're say the dinner was like $170. We're tipping whatever, $20 on top of that. There was a service charge on everything in Aruba that we tipped on top of. Ooh. So... We probably could have saved a couple hundred dollars (laughs) throughout the entire time. Um, Even at our hotel, didn't realize there was a service charge for everything. Yeah, that was a hard lesson to learn on the last day. On the last last day. So that is a pro tip. Another pro tip is customs closes at six. Did you know that? I didn't because guess what? Joe and I decided to do ATVs on Saturday morning. We woke up and we did ATVs. We did the entire island. As we were finishing up, we were at lunch and we looked at each other and we're like, should we change our flight to today? Because our flight tomorrow, aka Sunday, was at 5 p.m. And we had to check out of the hotel at noon. And then it's like, what do you do for five hours before whatever? Long story short, we decided to change our flight to Saturday night so that we have all of Sunday to get back, recoup, grocery shop, just like get our life together on Sunday. Because at this point, we, I will never financially recover from this trip, but like financially, (laughs) we were drained, sun drained. Like we, we had done so much in that short amount of time that we were like, all right, like we should have a day to like get ready. So Saturday we go, we change our flight to the 5 p.m. on Saturday. The 5 p.m. flight gets delayed until 9 p.m. So we're like, oh, we don't need to go to the airport. We don't need it. There's no rush to check out of our hotel because we technically aren't supposed to check out until tomorrow, whatever. So we walk down, we go 
get like a late dinner somewhere. We get a couple drinks. We go back to the hotel and we decide to check out. It's 520 at this point. And they're like, have you been to the airport? And we were like, no. And they're like, what time's your flight leave? And we're like, well, it was at five, but it like changed to nine. So we're, we are going to go now. And they're like, okay, you need to get in a cab right now. Cause customs closes at six. And we were like, oh shit. Okay. So I run and get cash for a taxi. Joe runs up and gets our luggage. We check out of the hotel. It's like a whirlwind. They call someone at the airport. Like, Hey, we have two people on the way for this flight, et cetera, et cetera. We get to the airport. The taxi driver is like literally going up on a sidewalk. It was so dangerous. Literally going up on a sidewalk (laughs) to get us to the airport. We get to the airport and we still have to check in. We get our JetBlue tickets. I'm saying to the guy, I was like, are we going to make it still? Like, are you sure we're going to make it? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's five. We got to the airport by 446 or 546. Okay. So we have 14 minutes to get through customs. <clears throat> we go through to uh US immigration first. No one's in that office. The office is completely empty. We're like banging on the glass. Someone's like, you got to go to the Aruba immigrations instead. We run around a different side of the building. We go to Aruba integration immigration. We get in, we get through it. We think that this is customs because the US side was closed. We had to go to another side. So the woman even was like, who sent you here? And we were like, no one was in the U.S. office. Someone else sent us here. And they were like, OK, we get through. We go through security. We make it through security. It's 556. OK, so 10 minutes. We did all that. We checked in. We got through immigration. We got through security. We get into a little portion of like duty free before the U.S. gates. I was like, I'm going to go pee. And he's like, OK, I go to the bathroom. He's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm like, OK. And then I was like, oh, U.S. gates over there. And I'm like, maybe we should go to the, like to our gate and just like check it out. We start walking to it. We realize that's customs. It's 5.59. As we walk up, they shut the door in our face 6 p.m. And I was like, wait, we need to go through customs. And they're like, nope, they don't work overtime. And I was like, we need to go through customs. And they were like, no, you can't like it. They're gone. And I was like, it's six Oh one. There's no way anyone leaves their job at on the dot. Like I've never met one person. They're like, they don't work overtime. And I'm like, I know everyone in the U S works fucking overtime. Get them back here. So they spend five minutes arguing with us. And then finally it was like, someone was like, I'll go back and check to see if one person's there five minutes later. Like, why didn't we do that at 6 PM when they shut the door in our face? At this point, another couple who was on the same flight as us also were like, we got delayed. Why would we be here earlier than 6 p.m.? Not one person told us. And wouldn't you think that when we go through security, one person would be like, get it going. Like you got yeah. customs. Like you got to get there in four minutes. Like mm. we I turned to Joe after security. and I was like, we made it like we thought we made yeah. it after all the chaos that we had been through in the last half hour. So they don't. They're like, sorry, they're not ones going through. Here's the even worse part. This other couple comes up. They were on a flight to New York. Their flight also got delayed. They had been sitting in that area where they thought they got through everything for the last three hours. They just didn't go to the U.S. gates because they were like, oh, we made it. But we just like didn't go to the U.S. gates yet. So they missed it because they were just sitting in that area for three hours. Now. Now, the woman 
They had just gotten engaged on this trip, and the man had like had a surprise party planned for Sunday at noon in New York City with all their friends who flew in from London and stuff for their engagement party. I know. I was like, that's more devastating than us. Like, we weren't actually supposed to leave today. So we ended up getting back on our original flight on Sunday night, which ended up getting delayed. So we didn't get in until like 1 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, so they actually didn't let you through? No. Wow. No, we had to stay another night. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, they did not let us through. Instead, someone from security had to come escort us out as if we had landed in Aruba. We had to go through security again. We had to go through um, all these. It literally was a whole process of what we had to go through. To, it took us an hour to get out of the airport because it wasn't like we landed and got off the plane. Mm -hmm. It was, we had to go through immigrations. We had, it was infuriating. So we end up going back. We call our hotel like sad puppies, ask if we can get our reservation back for the night. They obviously didn't rebook it. They were so nice about it. Gave us back the original night we had. Um, and yeah, we, oof, that sucked. That sucked. So another pro tip is what I figured out the next day when we're waiting in the out the fucking wazoo immigrations line is you can download a CPB, nope, CBP, MPC. So it's a mobile passport control. It's an app on your phone, and you're basically filling out the customs report on your phone. You take a picture, and you do it before you get to the airport, like right before you get to the airport or when you land at the airport, and if you do it and fill it out and scan your passport with everyone you're going through, you get to go through a faster line. Now, no one told us to do that. We're waiting in this customs line that took us hours to get through. And they have a, a like poster of this thing, of this app that's like, skip the line. So I download it while we're in line. I try to get out and go into the fast line. They're like, did you do it before you got in the building? And I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, then no. I was like, what the fuck? I literally just filled out all the questions. And they're just taking your word for it? Had you just said, yeah? It had a timer on it. Oh, so it okay. shows you if you've done it in the last four hours. But if I, I did it in the last 10 minutes. So they were like, you did it in the in line. I was like, why does it matter? That's literally, I'm like, so I'm still like so far away and I'm watching people show their QR code just getting through. And I'm like, so if you're ever traveling to a foreign country, most people have the mo mobile passport control um, line. So it's an MPC app. It's literally MPC and just you do a new submission and are you, how are you entering the United States? You say airplane or cruise ship, you select a port and then it will like, uh, use your location. It's a whole thing, but it, it's so easy. So user-friendly and it will help you skip any line in customs. So keep that in mind going forward. Other than that, very relaxing. Oh, except for one, I'm going to wrap this up in one minute, but Joe and I decided to do ATVs, which was so fun. And we we started off like on a main road, which was kind of scary because like they get pretty fast. It's like being on a motorcycle, but it's a four wheeler. Um, so we started off on a main road. There are cars like zipping around you. And I'm like, I don't really like this. We finally get off road. And Joe was driving the whole time we were off road. Finally, I get the balls to drive. And I'm like, can I drive it? And so we switch positions. <clears throat> 
and I start driving it. And one second later, we're back on a main road. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No, we end up on the highway <laughs> when I'm driving it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course this happens to me. I drove us from the furthest point on the island to the opposite point of the island. So it was like the lighthouse to baby beach. If you understand, if you've been to Aruba on the highway, it was so scary, but it was fine. Um, other than that, we had a great time. So I 10 out of 10, if you, if you need a sign to book the flight, book the flight, take a vacation, even if it's a weekend away, honestly, I can't recommend I've done weekends away over the past couple years, but like getting a full, like four to five days of like relaxation and nothing on your agenda is truly like it fills your cup. So I will say absolutely do that for yourself. Even if you plan it a couple years out, give yourself something to look forward to because life is too short. Book the flight, have a good time. And yeah, eat the damn cake. Thanks for listening. Aruba Ariba. Aruba.